Good afternoon and welcome to Find Your Sparkle with Jen, where you'll be inspired, informed, and entertained. I'm your host, Jennifer Stewart, owner of Jazz Potential and creator of Find Your Sparkle. And today I am thrilled to have with us Rita Claire LeBlanc from the Children's Wish Foundation. Welcome, Rita. Oh, Claire. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks for having me. Well, it's really nice to have you here. And I kind of alluded a little bit that the Children's Wish is kind of a special thing for me. It's been it's been around for a long time, and I can remember being involved with it, oh my golly, quite a long time ago, probably 25 years ago, and being involved with the Children's Wish Parade in New Glasgow for many years. But let's talk about you and, and what drew you to Children's Wish Foundation, first of all. Yeah, so I've known that uh, since I was quite young that I wanted to work in the nonprofit sector. For, uh, so throughout school, and I had that nonprofit, uh, nonprofit focus, whether it was doing a fundraiser or learning about different nonprofit organizations. Um, so I went to St. Effects University and took a business degree, but always had that nonprofit charity. Um, mindset going in, knowing that with my business degree, you cannot have a career in the nonprofit area. And then when I graduated, uh, finding out that Children's Wish had an opening, I've always been close with children, and I tr truly knew that um, the power of a wish can go a long way. So working for an organization that can uh, create some positive times for families that are going through the worst time of their the worst time of their lives is something that's extremely special. Oh my golly, it definitely mm -hmm. is. Now you had mentioned that you were interested in nonprofit. Where do you think that came from? And was there something in your life that kind of directed you to that? Yeah, so I grew up. My mom stayed at home with us, and we were volunteering and fundraising around the clock. Whether it was for uh, an elementary school or a local community group, we were always fundraising. And she also works in the nonprofit sector, so I think that. Just being surrounded by that really showed me that uh, it's a way to have a career. Oh my golly, that's amazing! Yeah. Now, sometimes the nonprofit world has the is known for not always paying well. So obviously, that was not your motivator. No, it's definitely you know you're you don't work in the nonprofit to become a millionaire, uh, but you're there because you're making it. You make a difference every day, and it's a very rewarding career path you know when you leave work at the end of the day you've you know that you've uh, made a difference in someone's life and that that really is special yeah that's something that you can take pride in that can carry you through I think some of your darkest days too yeah. just to sit back and reflect on you know what I'm doing some actual good in this world and it feels pretty good yeah when you talk about growing up can you give some examples were there any special turning points that kind of led you and just sort of really instilled that, you know, yes, this is the direction that you wanted to focus? Yeah, so when I was in uh, in high school, I received a Christmas gift from my aunt and uncle, and it was in the form of an IOU, so it was uh, $77.12. So that was an amount that I had to take, and I had to raise a larger amount to give back to the community, to give back to someone else. So it was an unfinished number, raise some more money, and see what you can do with it. So from that, I uh, formed a group with several of my friends at the time, and we raised over $25,000 to build schools in Mali, Africa. Oh my so God, that's raised, amazing. Yes, yeah. When we were in, you know, we got other youth involved, other teenagers. It was something 
we had several different fundraiser events and getting younger kids involved. So I think that through that event organizing and from that experience, working with a nonprofit that way uh, really sparked my, uh, sparked my, what I wanted to do for my career. Oh my golly, that is amazing. Now, how old were you, did you say, when that was happening? Um, about 16, 15, 16. Oh my yeah. gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. What did you learn from that? Because that's a huge number, and you said you obviously you said you had a couple of different fundraisers. Yes, yes. So we did it probably for about four to five years through different fundraisers, and I learned that. Uh, I think it really opened my eyes to that. That's something that I wanted to do. I, you know, I many people, especially while I was in my business degree, their viewpoint was, why aren't you in accounting? Why aren't you doing something that you're going to, you know, you could be extremely successful. And I stopped them. I said, I can be extremely successful while working in a nonprofit. There's, it's, you know, it's a career path that I think isn't talked about enough with young people that you can be successful and give back at the same time. Now, do you think that that was for, sort of from the, a money perspective that that played a role in where those opinions were coming from? I think so. I think so, yeah. And I think it's just kind of uh, society's view. Like a lot of people don't realize that you can work and be successful in a nonprofit organization and you know, have a long, long-term long career. I think that a lot of it isn't uh, – it's not out there. Like locally here in Atlantic, there's not many programs. Like there's no philanthropy programs. There's no – you know, schooling that you can really take, so it definitely isn't talked about very much. How could we get more people interested in that? Because it is something that nonprofits are always in need of, of people to both work there and as well to volunteer. And volunteer, yeah, for sure. So there is here locally, we have a, uh, an AFP chapter, so it's the Association of Fundraising Professionals. So I've recently started getting involved with them, and I think that we're going to really work hard on getting more young people involved and realizing that there's lots of potential for career growth within uh, within nonprofits. What about the terminology for even defining what success really is? Yeah, for sure. So I think for me, you know, I, I'm in a role that I love. I love what I do and I see you know maybe you're having a rough day but then I meet a wish family and I see that true power and the effect that that wish has had not only on that child but on their entire family and for me leaving work at the end of the day that is you know seeing that you've made that difference in someone's life is the best possible outcome that you could have and that is success yes so sure. it's success a lot of times I think as a society that we equate that with the monetary figure yes and and you know working in the nonprofit field like in terms of style, like you can you still you know, you can still make a buy. Like, it's not, you know, it's not like I'm volunteering all the time. So I think that's another um, stereotype that people always think, oh, you volunteer. I see, you know, there are full-time staff. And I think that, I think with a little more education, a little more put out there, that the nonprofit field will uh, hopefully grow with, a f with more young people getting excited about that career path. What do you do in your life to help to get rid of that kind of, I guess, old viewpoint about, you know, volunteering versus having a successful actual career within the nonprofit world. Yeah, I think a lot of it is just through conversation and chatting with people and kind of describing, especially uh, younger people. So I, I try to volunteer with different charities or different groups where there's younger individuals, so maybe in high school, and we have I talk with them and we, you know, we discuss like, oh, you work for a nonprofit. So even that is a big impact for them because I don't think, you know, when a in school, they don't really bring in speakers. It's it's a different it's a different perspective that I don't think that they see a lot of the time. So, if you could go back and wave your magic wand and make changes through the curriculum in school that would help people to have a broader understanding of what 
nonprofits really mean and what how you can term success within that realm and school to prepare people how, what would you do what kind of changes would you make I think it's bringing it in well even locally if there is more programs NSCC has recently started offering um, a philanthropy program um, but it's it's part-time um, but the, it's online. Um, I don't know if, too many details about it. I know it is new, but I think even in terms of having more, like some places, like if you go to Ontario, there's more. There's a, you can get a degree in nonprofit. You can, you can. There's more education opportunities, and I think that just for kids to be able to, to know that it's that option. I don't think that's really talked about. Or if you're bringing in a speaker into your classroom, maybe think, oh, maybe I should bring someone in from the nonprofit sector as well as the corporate sector, and then maybe they can, um, just so they're exposed to it a little more. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a, it's almost like it's a secret in the Atlantic. A little bit. I mean, there's lots of professional fundraisers here in Nova Scotia mm -hmm. and throughout Atlantic Canada. And, you know, we have our, a thriving um, AFP chapter, so the Association of Fundraising Professionals. But I think it's making, making sure that that continues throughout younger generations, for sure. I think that that is really great. And I, I'm a professional volunteer. Yes, exactly. None of these charities work without volunteers either. So that's another important aspect. I think it's teaching when I was work, when I was a teenager volunteering, sometimes it was really hard to get, you know, other teenagers to realize, Oh, well, why am I giving up my whole Saturday uh, to volunteer when I could be doing this? But once we would get them there, then they would, you know, they would feel that empathy and they would feel that, positive feeling of giving back and how that can change your life and how you're changing others, but you're also changing yours. You, it has an impact on yourself. So it, that's how our group grew with teenagers. That's how it continued to give back. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. How do you engage and I guess get your volunteers within the children's wish to stick around and, and be that, you know, that, that, person and that group that are going to expand and and be there and bring in other people yeah so I think a huge to, to have your to keep your volunteers and to keep that your volunteer retention I think it's involving them in your cause so for us we have wishes and I you know maybe there's a wish presentation engaging your volunteers in that so they feel that impact so maybe they're coming in and they're doing office filing or they're helping you with something which is extremely important and you know organizations need that but maybe they're not seeing and feeling the cause so in order to keep them engaged I think you know for us we can invite them to a wish presentation invite them to meet a wish family and then they can feel that you know they, they get that warm feeling that they are giving back and that impacts their lives as well and volunteering really is good for the soul oh my gosh for sure. and I've as I said I've been a volunteer for a long time I work with a lot of volunteers I recruit a lot of volunteers and they really are the heart of a lot of events and organizations such as children's Wish. yes none of our events would happen without volunteers you know our volunteers who are at events or our volunteers who hold their own little fundraiser like we wouldn't be able to uh, grant the wishes that we do without them so if you were to do a, a quick, I guess we'll call it a recruitment message right now for volunteers, what kind of things would volunteers be able to help with with the Children's Wish? Yes, yeah, so we have several events coming up. We are a very um, events-based organization in terms of fundraising for volunteers. Um, so they would be able to come and help out an event, meet some Wish families, and help us grant some, grant some wishes here in Nova Scotia.
That is absolutely amazing. Now, you do have a couple of events that are coming up in uh, July. July 24th, you have a golf tournament coming up. And in September, September 27th, you have Timber Mart Heroes Challenge. Those are two big fundraisers. Yes, those are two of our signature events, so they're definitely one or two of our largest for the year. And we are going to talk about those in a moment, but we're, first we're going to have a quick break, and then we'll get to hear some more details about this and how you might be able to be involved with the Children's Wish as well. You're listening to CIOE 97.5 FM, and we'll be right back. Welcome back, Rita Claire. And before break, we were talking about some of the fundraisers and a couple of events that Children's Wish has coming up. Mm -hmm. You have a golf tournament coming up in just a couple weeks. Yes, we're almost there. So our Swing for the Kids golf tournament, this is our 12th annual at the beautiful Glen Arbor Golf Course. And Glen Arbor in... Are there two Glen Arbors, or I always get that one mixed up? Uh, just the one. Just, just the one. The one. Yes. Oh, oh, that's the one out at Hammond's Plains. Yes, with. Hammond's Plains. So tell us a little bit about this tournament. Yeah, so it's a, a yearly tournament fundraiser that we have, and uh, it's going to be a be great day on the course. We have great uh, sponsors and activities. It's an 18-hole scramble, followed by a reception afterwards. And a special aspect of our event, we have our annual helicopter ball drop. Now, what you were talking a little bit about that at break. It sounds very cool. Can yeah, you it's definitely <laughs> something different for a tournament. Uh, so we have a helicopter that comes in. Uh, starting now and leading up to the tournament, we sell tickets on uh, two tickets anywhere WestJet flies. And each one of those tickets are represented by a golf ball with a number. So the, the, at the end of the tournament, the helicopter comes, takes up all the bins of golf balls, and drops them from the sky onto the putting green. And the first ball that gets in the hole or closest to, depending on year-to-year -year changes, if one gets in or not, um, that person, that's the, that's the winner. So it's definitely an exciting time for all our golfers to watch. Okay, so does can anyone buy tickets anyone can for buy that? Tickets, so you yes. don't have to be present at the golf tournament? No, nope, you don't have to be present to win. Well, that sounds really cool. Now, how much are those tickets? Uh, they are $10 each. Okay. Or 3 for 20 so that's a pretty good deal. Mm -hmm. So if someone wanted to support Children's Wish and buy some tickets, how would they do that? Yeah, so we actually have two summer students that are going to be out and about throughout the community in the next few weeks selling tickets. And they can also uh, stop into our office in Burnside on Brownlow Avenue, and we have them for sale there as well. And what's the number Brownlow? Uh, what, 202 Brownlow Avenue, okay. and we're Suite 125. Okay, so you can buy your tickets there. Now, what about if you wanted to play a round of golf and participate in this scramble tournament? Yes, we do have limited uh, team spots left for the tournament, so you can register online, register your team of four, and uh, take part in a great day of golf and grant wishes at the same time. So our website, uh, childrenswish.ca slash swing for the kids. You'll get all your golf information there. Okay, that sounds great. Now, how much is a team? To uh, it's register? two seventy-five a golfer, and that includes your full day of golf and uh, the reception and your meal afterwards. Perfect. Now, I know most of the tournaments that I've gone to that are fundraisers. There's usually a lot of different prizes, and they have different yes. things on the holes and. They have different prizes for different things. Is there, you know, what kind of things are happening there? Because it's not just, it is a fun day. So there's going to be, I would expect with Children's Wish that there would be lots of activities. 
activity Yeah, happening. so it's going to be a great experience, golfing. So we have lots of fun activities that are going to be on the holes. And we have uh, HR mascots coming out with some blow-up axe throwing. We have different contests, so different snacks, different drinks to try out. So it's definitely going to be a great day of golf with uh, lots of fun added extras. That sounds fantastic. Now, are there some wishmaker families that attend these kinds of events? Yes, so we always um, like to invite a wish family or some wish families out to our events. So this year at our golf tournament, we have a wish child. His name is Matthias. Matthias and his family will be coming out to the tournament. Um, Matthias's wish is to go to Disney World. Um, so they're going to come out and then our helicopter com- uh, our helicopter will take them out for a ride as well. And, you know, that's pretty are, exciting. Yes, they get to go for a ride after the after all the balls are dropped. Um, and having a wish family at the event really, I think it allows our golfers to see the true power of a wish and connect to the cause. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Now, I'm an emotional person, so I would be the person that would be bawling my head off when I see the the you know, the wish child. Is there speaking up? Op- is there a speaking opportunity for the family? Yes, for sure. Uh, there's at our reception. So we'll have the, our wish family will speak and kind of tell a little bit about their story and how children's wish has impacted their life. Oh my golly, that would be yeah. amazing. So that's one event. Mm-hmm. Now you have another event, the Timber Mart Heroes Challenge that is taking place September 27th. Yes. Now that is a very cool event. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, so the Timber Mart Heroes Challenge is uh, a national event across the country. So on September 27th, um, across the country in different cities will be, our corporate teams will be taking to the streets and Uh, doing challenges. You can think of it as a corporate amazing race for the day. Um, So what uh, corporate teams create a superhero squad of 10 and throughout the summer and leading up to the event, they are tasked with fundraising $10,000. So $10,000 is the average cost of a child's wish. And uh, so we get together on September 27th. This is kind of our celebration challenge day with all of our teams. And they'll take part with local businesses throughout downtown Halifax. They'll take part in networking challenges throughout the day. They'll have their capes and their masks on running throughout (laughs) Spring Garden Road. Uh, It's a really fun day. And then we'll get together at the end with the reception with lots of wish families and just celebrate all of their hard work and celebrate the the successful day. So it's it's a lot of fun for um, organizations to join into the Children's Wish family, learn about Children's Wish, and also a great way for them for team building and networking opportunities as well in a fun and different setting. So do you have, is there a limit on how many organizations or corporations no, could participate? No, no, we are, yeah, so we are looking for teams now. So we have lots from banks to uh, grocery stores. We have RBC, we have Sobeys, we have lots of different um, corporations that are taking part. Um, they've, they're fundraising away as we speak, uh, and but people can register online, uh, heroeschallenge.ca. There's lots more information on there as well. And it will be, uh, this is the first time this year that it's happening uh, at the same day across the entire country. Oh, that's yeah, nice. Yeah, so social media, we're really excited for, you know, we'll kick it off here on the East Coast in the morning, and it will continue on throughout the entire day out till, uh, till Vancouver's event starts. So it will be exciting day. Oh, that sounds a lot of fun. That's a that's a, a great media opportunity yes. too. Yeah, yeah. So it will be 
it'll be an exciting day. And we, you know, in the past, we've granted a wish at Heroes Challenge. Uh, oh, yeah. my golly. Yeah, so we're really, uh, really excited for that. So you expect that to happen we, again? Fingers this... crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. It's all based on timing, but we always try. And what does try. that mean? So when you say grant a wish, does that mean that there are a whole bunch of people there? Or you guys select a child and you announce what that they're the recipient of the wish. How does that? How does that? Yeah. Work? So what we so what we do is we present uh, we present a wish child with their wish package, and it depends on what their wish is. So our most popular wish would definitely be going to Disney World. We mm -hmm. have there's a special resort uh, in Florida called Give Kids the World, and that's where it's just for wish families. So it's wish families from around the world. So it's a really going to Disney World is definitely a pretty incredible and life changing experience for wish families. Um. So depending on what the wish is, we we will present the a travel package. So last year at the event we presented. A, a little witch child named Emma and her family, they were going to Disney World, and we had Minnie Mouse come and surprise her and <gasps> present it. Oh, um, Yeah, cute. the year before we presented uh, a camping trailer wish. They're also very popular here in the East Coast to go camping for the summer. Um, so we had, we surprised the, the witch child with their camper there. It was, so we brought all our participants out, and they were there to take part in that moment and, you know, show the, and they were able to see the impact that they're making through their fundraising efforts. Oh, my golly, that is absolutely incredible. So it's 10 people for a team. 10 people for a team. And it's $10,000. Yes. So you can, you know, lots of, uh, lots of groups, they do all their fundraising together. Some split it up, and it's $1,000 a person, and you can, you know, split it up even smaller. Um, so 10000 it seems like a big number, but when they work together and they do a few fundraisers and they uh they can they can grant a wish so if that's the that's the special aspect of it they know that that ten thousand dollars they're granting a child's wish here in nova scotia and it's team and and you said earlier it's a great team building activity yes. i mean i can think of organizations that could really benefit from you know doing that yes it's a great team building in terms of your fundraising leading up to that's team building there and the challenge day day of your doing lots of different challenges last year we were we were axe throwing we were doing blindfolded musical chairs so it's it's definitely a fun team building and networking with the other teams that you're challenging as well I think that that is really incredible and I would love to I'm really excited to help to get some of this news out there yes because thank you we're excited definitely I think a lot of organizations could you know pick up and perhaps Put a team in yes, there. Yes, yeah, sure. And this new this year, we have a, we have a title sponsorship through Timber Mart, so that's another really exciting thing for us. So there'll be lots of hopefully we'll be seeing a, some kind of building challenge this year with our. Well, that makes sense. Mart. Yes, that would be fabulous. Now, in terms of other kinds of events, the one that I was always very familiar with when the Children's Wish Foundation first started was the Children's Wish Parade, which is now. The, ch the, the wish, maker, wish walk. maker walk and they happen they're not as popular as they used to be but there's still a really lot lots of fun and a way to get the communities involved yes yes so we here in Nova Scotia our two biggest wish maker walks are in Churro and New Glasgow so they're huge community events people come together and they do their whether it's a parade a walk different activities and they you know they celebrate the power of a wish with their fundraising there's always lots of wish families there and taking part and it brings the children's wish community together for for a day it, and it is a lot of fun and I can attest to that we've been going to the children's wish in New Glasgow for a lot of, we haven't gone the last couple of years but since I've been back in Nova Scotia I think there were probably I think about 10 years that we've gone down to New Glasgow and it's definitely always a lot of fun 
What other things can people do to be involved with Children's Wish? Yes, yeah, so we, uh, the Children's Wish Foundation, we have many community events. So when volunteers take on and they organize their own fundraiser. So we have staff here that fully support in any way we can and help these our volunteers create their own fundraising event that they can do in support of Children's Wish. So our community events are a huge aspect of where our funding comes from. Um, so people can get involved. There can be anything from a bake sale to we have a group that does you know a 10-day run across Nova Scotia. So there's lots of different um, different options there to get involved through hosting your own fundraiser and you know uh, our staff are there to support you every step of the way and help bring your uh, help bring your idea to life that you have to uh, to create a fundraiser. Well that's really great and in for somebody who wants to help with Children's Wish they can reach out to the foundation and talk to you and get some ideas and and find out different ways that they can participate or say you know here here's what we're thinking does this jive with what your guys plans yes. are. Yes, yeah, you know, they can follow us on social media. We're at Children's Wish NS on any platform. Um, same handle there, so follow our Facebook page, our Instagram, and we're always always sharing information there on how you can get more involved. That's amazing. And ultimately, it really is all about making wishes come true. Yes, it's all about granting kids. those wishes, yes. So how many wishes have been granted so far? So across the country, we've granted over 25,000, which is a big number to think of. It uh, really since we is. Started. Here in Nova Scotia, we've granted over 1,200 wishes. That's and pretty each amazing. Wish, yeah, and each wish is so special. Before I started with Children's Wish, I, I you know, you kind of think about... Um, a wish affects, oh, that child goes to Disney World. But you don't truly realize that entire impact. So it goes to the grandparents, the, the child, the, the children's school, all their schoolmates. They've, you know, they've all been with that child struggling through that difficult time. And getting their wish affects so many individuals. Oh, my gosh. It's been a, an absolute pleasure having you here today. Thank oh, you thank so much you. for sharing more information about Children's Wish. If you are interested in helping out, it certainly is a... a a cause that's near and dear to my heart, absolutely. Can you say the social media yeah, handles so and the and the website yeah, again? Yes, so please. our website is childrenswish.ca, and uh, follow, you can follow us on Facebook or Instagram. It's at childrenswishns. Awesome. And July 24th is the golf tournament. September 27th is the Timber Mart Heroes Challenge. So if you're interested in that, please do reach out and consider entering a team. Yes, we'd love to see you there. That's been, it's been fabulous. And thank you again so much for coming in. It really has been nice sharing all this information. You're listening to CIOE 97.5 FM. Remember to go out and do something that makes you sparkle today. And special thanks to Luke for producing this episode.